This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Arthur Ashe Court, U.S. Open. You think Eugenie's going to get out of the first round this time? Thumbs up, thumbs down, boys. Got one thumbs down, got two. Halfy. Thumbs up! We have a genie believer. Why are you so confident in genie there, Halfy? Are you watching well, I'm, this I'm match? I'm watching the match, and she's playing pretty well. Okay. She's, she's she's been down a break twice and fought back, so she's got some fight to it. All right, Mister Positive Tim, I'll jump on that train. Bouchard's gonna win today. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Wheeler with you, T- uh, Toronto today, TSN ten fifty. What's up, Toronto? Giving away tickets to Canada, Jamaica international friendly at BMO Field this Saturday. That ticket also gets you into the CNE skill testing question coming your way. In what, 25 minutes time? About that? We're good with that? Okay. So we'll open up the phone lines for that. By the way, the phone lines are open now. We're going to talk Johnny Tavares, 416-870-1050. And toll free at 1-855-591-6876. A WTF coming up later on this hour as well. All the crazy, the what kind of stories out there in the sporting world and beyond. Uh, so plenty to get into. I, I want to get into Shane Doan. I want to get into Tavares. Pull question is up. Uh, early results saying thumbs down. To Tavares being a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Theoretical poll question. Would you want the Leafs to sign John Tavares if he becomes a free agent, but it impacts the Leafs' young core? 71% of voters as of right now saying, nope, love the core. 29% saying, love Tavares. And this all stems from the fact that Darren Dreger this morning... TSN Hockey Insider put it out there that no financial details or terms have been discussed between the Islanders and Tavares' agents thus far. And of course, on the surface, you'd want a Tavares on your team, but keeping in mind the salary cap, where this team is going, how they're being built, is there a proper fit? Because it seems like you'd have to sacrifice some of the youth, some of the core to fit a Tavares and what would be a $10 million contract? 10 plus? I'm just speculating ballparking here. It would be big money and big term to bring him here. Would the Maple Leafs be more? Would they be better off, let's put it that way, if they spent their money elsewhere? Or would adding a Tavares take this team over the top and make it a true Stanley Cup contender? 416-870-1050 and toll-free at 1-855-591-6876 at Wheeler TSN. Weigh in on the poll question at TSN 1050 Radio and the email live at tsn1050.ca. Ryan in Toronto, you've been been on hold for a while. Thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you doing this Wednesday? I'm doing well, Wheeler. Thanks for having me on. I love the show. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. But Leafs Lunch taking over 
yeah. come next week. So I'm, I'm just keeping the place warm and nice and tidy for Petrillo before she comes back. I know. It's breaking my heart. I'm going to miss you. Thanks. Well, I'll <laughs> still be around, so no worries, pal. Where do you want to go with this? Well, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think there's the appetite with the fan base anyways uh, to go down the same road as we went down with Stamkos a couple years ago. I mean, I think the Leafs got their uh, number one guy in Austin Matthews, and I don't think that bringing in another huge money forward to add to them right now is makes a whole lot of sense. I think an interesting plan would be to make Marner or Nylander available for some help on the blue line, and then you bring them in via free agency. I think that makes a more complete team. So with that, now I'll throw this one argument. If you have Matthews as your number one center... Or Tavares is your number one center. You have those two. It's much like the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, right? With Crosby and Malkin. Two of the best, if not, well, the best center combination in all of the NHL. And you're rolling out those guys 19, 20 minutes a night. I mean, your third and fourth line centers are just guys that need to do the brunt work. Or the counter argument to that is, I'm comfortable with Matthews and Kadri going forward. We don't need to bring in a guy like Tavares, and it would be worth bringing in, uh, I guess the, the first the first side of that argument would be, it would be worth bringing in Tavares and giving up some of the next talent because that would take the team to the next level now. So uh, I can see the argument both ways, quite frankly, because uh, I love Tavares, the player, but, but, but would it be worth bringing him in considering what it would mean that you would have to give up? Well, I think, uh, but I think... When you, if you were going to bring someone like Tavares in, then you have other chips that you can move for defensemen, which, you know, as the discussion went yesterday, you know, defense is the real weakness of this team right yeah. now. You know, you trade, like, if you want to get a good defenseman, you got to put Marner on the table or you got to put Nylander on the table. You know, no one's going to trade you a dollar for a quarter and two dimes. Sure. Like, that's just the way it goes. So, I so think- do you think that would be worth it? Putting some of your, it, it, it might be Marner, it might be a Nylander, it might be someone else. When the time is right, instead of inking them to long-term deals, you keep them under manageable contracts and fetch something bigger that can make the team more complete moving forward. I, I mean, I don't know what you mean by a manageable contract for these guys. I mean, it's proven that you know, coming off your entry-level deal, these young offensive guys are making six, seven, eight mil a year, anyways. Mm-hmm. Right, so I mean, you can sign them for, you know, six years at six, six years at seven, six years at eight, but you're going to be paying these guys anyways after after next season. So, well, you can. There's the, always the option to bridge, and the interesting thing about bridging is you make that next contract someone else's problem if you don't want to go there with that player. Now, everything I hear out of Toronto, they love the potential of those three guys, the Matthews, Marner, Nylander in particular. But you're right, if they do want to keep them long-term, they got to go away from the bridge and probably give them a little bit more now to save a little bit more on the back end later. Well, it takes two to tango with the bridge, too. I mean, the Bruins are... Um, I don't think they're going to be able to bridge David Pasternak, their young, uh, young superstar. I don't think there's any appetite for it from, uh, from Pasternak's camp anyways. So... I mean, these guys are looking to get paid right out of their entry-level deal, and looks like that's the way it's going, and teams are willing to play ball. So, I mean, it's just kind of going where the market's taking them. All right, so you're going thumbs down on Tavares? Address other needs? Oh, thumbs up on Tavares. 
use the pieces to address other needs. Got you. Okay. Thanks, Ryan, for the phone call. Appreciate the kind words as well. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter, 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at one 591 6876 Let's go to Don Out to Brampton. Tony, what's happening today, pal? How you doing, brother? Doing all right, man. Hanging in. Uh, where, what's your take on this? Honestly, I don't understand what the debate is. Why wouldn't we go after Tavares? Crosby, Crosby had Malkin. Kopitar had Jeff Carter. Bergeron had David Krejci. Like, the, the Marlowe deal, as great as it sounds this year, like, I, I disagree with that deal because it prevents us from getting, like, a Tavares. Like, we're losing JVR, Bozak, and Komar off the books. Why, like, why not get Tavares? The wingers, we have... Good young talented wingers that Tavares will bring them up. The same way Matthews brings up everybody, brings up his wingers. You have Tavares running the second line. You put him between Marner and Kapanen, Alievo, or Connor. It doesn't matter who you put them with. Like, why not have a Tavares? It doesn't make. Why is that even a debate? I'm I'm with you on the surface, but what I think a lot of people are emotionally attached to is seeing this young core, this young group go together. And I haven't liked the Marlowe contract since it was signed, if I'm going to be honest. I came out on the station the day after saying it's crazy to give that kind of money to a 38-year-old, which 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 at least shows me that this team is in the business to compete and contend now. And yeah, right, they still have holes on their roster, and I'm with you on paper. If you have Matthews and Tavares for the foreseeable future as your top two centers, then that's all good, but you're going to need to sacrifice and skim elsewhere. And the question is, what young players are you willing to sacrifice in order to manage the contract demands for those big two players? Honestly, uh- I'd let Kadri go. I know he had a great year, but is he a 30-goal scorer perennial? No. $4.5 million is fine. Let Kadri go. You get like always get a veteran like Anton Vermet. You always find veterans like that good defensively who can mark man that third line. Forget I... Tavares. Tavares is a top-10 center in the league, and he will be for the next five, seven years. Like, Kadri's had a great year, but he's not, he's not a top-20 or top-30 center. What? Like, that's the guy go and let go and we we sign Marlowe, get him in his detail in his career, and let JVR go, let him go for the same five six million you signed him, and it's the prime of his career. And, and Komarov and JVR, when and if the Maple Leafs let them go or trade them away, you have some intriguing or at least NHL ready talent that can play those roles, that can take over those spots. Yes, they're young. But I think that that's the strength of having a depth of forward lines right now. But the question is, Tony, there's only so much money to go around with the salary cap. If you're going to sign Matthews in a year or two to a lengthy long-term extension a la Connor McDavid, if you're going to do that with Marner, if you're going to do that with Nylander, Riley's getting paid, Gardner's getting paid, Freddie Anderson's getting paid, you want to address other players on the back end, there's only so much cap space to go around before you're completely pooched. So you're going to have to give up. You're going to have to sacrifice something. And unless Tavares in himself with Austin Matthews can make this team a Stanley Cup to contender, then you got to look about how you're filling out the roster elsewhere. And it sounds like you have confidence that you can find veteran players or experienced guys to plug the holes on lesser dollars to mitigate what you'd be sacrificing by by signing a Tavares. If I have to, if I if you tell me Matthews one, Tavares two, and have to let JVR Kadri. And Komarov, Gore, Bozak, and probably more than that. Probably more than that, but yes. Yeah, Kadri. Uh, yeah, got to go. Kadri and 
I don't know. That, and anything but the big three. Anything but the big three, and then anybody else, your game. Good stuff. Thanks, pal. Right. Great stuff. Right, 416-870-1050. Tool free at 1-855-591-6876. Let's go to Concord, Ontario. Jacob, where exactly is Concord? Because it's whenever I get something from like UPS or FedEx, they're saying go to Concord, Ontario. I'm like, where the bleep is that? Highway 7, not that far. Okay. Okay. So Woodbridge, basically. Vaughn? Woodbridge? Yeah, you're in the you're in the same vicinity. You're all good. Okay, pal. I'm welcoming Concordians into my world. All What's right. happening, so Jacob? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how I read it, all right? Let's go. Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, Latang, Flurry. Flurry's now gone. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Nylander. You hold those guys. You don't go after your number one D. You have three really good centers that potentially would be Matthews, uh, Tavares, and Kadri. That's where your Connor Brown signing. That's where your Zach Hyman signing. That's where having all these extra wingers. Bye bye Bozak. Bye bye JVR. You know, bye bye Komarov. Uh, bye bye Patrick Marlowe. And listen, Marlowe's contract will not be an issue for them to unload in a year or two, or they'll bury him anyways. But truth be told, You've got a model. You've watched in this day and age, you've watched the Penguins win back-to-back Stanley Cups built on the strength of two number one centers and then a really good third center who they've obviously had to kind of recycle every couple years, Bonino, for example. But the model is there. There's your model of how to actually make it work. It doesn't tap away from your youth. The Bozaks, the Komarovs, the Javier, you got to get rid of them anyways. The Leafs have been smart. Their D are all under good contract. Right. I think that's the way to do it. Here's the one thing that's working against them as players like Dreisaitl, McDavid, this, all the good young talent in this league are signing big, long-term contracts. What's working against the Maple Leafs is that the salary cap's not going up accordingly. Like when Crosby, yep. the best player in the game, signs for 8.7 mil over the long term, I mean, he's doing the Penguins a solid, right? When you got Melkin well, yeah, at 9.5, what's Kessel annual salary? Like 7 mil or I something like that? Six, 7 million. Yeah. Or the Leafs are paying part of that also. They're, they're paying, but, they're but paying but peanuts you're, you're to right. Matt Murray. You know, like you're, they're in a better position to add some of those key. Uh, supplementary pieces because they signed those players with the expectation that the salary cap wasn't raised and they haven't been punished so much because they replaced Flurry with Murray, if you know what I'm saying. You're, you're right. And, and you know what? I think one could argue Crosby did the Penguins a big favor, yep. but truthfully, Crosby did Crosby the biggest favor. I think Crosby's smart enough the way Austin Matthews will be smart enough and Nylander and Marner. At the end of the day, they're going to make more money than they've ever dreamed of. But Crosby realized if I take a little less, that gets me Malkin, that gets me Latang, that got him Flurry. At the end of the day, if they want to, you know, that's the interesting thing that no one talks about. These superstars, if you really want to win the Stanley Cup, you don't need to take the 10, 11, or 12 million dollars a year because those type of salaries are probably not going to get you there. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, you need, and don't get me wrong, they deserve the money. Like, they deserve what they should get. McDavid deserves every penny of what, you know, he earns and what he's going to bring in. But if you really want to win the Stanley Cup, you know, no individual player can do it. You need at least, you need a core of four or five, the goalie, the D, the two number one centers. Like, you need that type of build to make it happen. Because the depth all the way through your roster, it doesn't exist nowadays. 
You need third, third or third or fourth lines built up of those two to three million dollar guys. So, so you, you like, rookies. so you like the idea of adding Tavares just to kind of cement those top upper echelon players within the team. You don't believe that Marner and Nylander can become that, or they might not be enough in terms of they being the core be, of this they team. Will, they, sorry, they will become that. I think had Marlowe been in San Jose and Tavares been the unrestricted free agent this summer. The Leafs would have signed him and not Marlowe. Okay. Good stuff, buddy. Really appreciate the phone call. Shout out to Concord. That was Jacob in Concord. You can text me at 1050.50 at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Let's go to Mississauga. What's up today, Phil? How you doing, pal? Brother Wheel, doing good. How you doing, man? Doing well, rocking and or rolling. Where do you stand on this, dude? Uh, you know what? I think, okay, two callers back. I got really boiled under my skin. My blood started going. Have at but it. He started saying getting rid of the young guys. Do you not realize that's what got us into this nonsense that we were in for the past 15 years? Like, rid of our youngest players? This is stupid. Don't get rid of anyone under Kadri's age. Kadri is the safe one. Everyone over, you can, you can do whatever you want. Kadri has to stay, man. Stop getting rid of the prospects the Leafs develop themselves and let these guys do their thing. Now, yeah, you can bring on a Tavares. You can bring on, you know, like uh, that sort of echelon. But I think the big thing is we've got to get old grumpy Lamorello to really get up there and tell him, uh, you know, boys, you guys are the future. Take 6.66 each. That'll give you $20 million. Won't happen. <laughs> Won't no. happen. So what? It's like the guy uh, right before me talked about. It's The thing is, you see a perennial in the playoffs with the Penguins being absolutely amazing because their players are taking uh, cutbacks. Now, Kessel not so much because that was more of a leaf thing, but the real issue is that teams like Chicago, and it's costing the same, they are the reason why you don't give massive contracts. And yeah, McDavid deserves every dollar. He really does. He's a great player, but man, you're completely handcuffing your team. You're being so selfish that you're, okay, now, that's a whole other argument, whether players are in it for themselves or the team, but if you want to be in the playoffs year after year after year and being in the conversation, you're going to have to take a bit of a pay cut. I mean, even Brady, Brady from football, one of the best well, quarterbacks. T- Tom ever. Brady is like the, the guy in terms of taking a haircut for the betterment of the team, and the Patriots reap the benefit of that year in, year out. But NHL players, let's be honest, McDavid signed for less than he could have. He didn't sign for the quote-unquote max money. He didn't max out the term, but he could have take, taken and demanded more money if he wanted to. So I think all players are taking a little bit of that haircut, but it's how much makes sense for the player and how much that can influence what the team can do as well. So I, I think there's, there's going to be a meticulous juggling act in the, uh, in, in the coming years. And, and the question just for, for today's argument is, are you willing to make sacrifices to make Tavares' contract work, to bring him to Toronto? I will, but the problem is not at the expense of the young talent. The young talent has to say we have to learn as a city to be okay with the players not being amazing right now. That's the issue we have in the city. And I, I know and I get that we're starved for victory. We're, we're so hungry to win right now. But I so enjoyed last year to see the development of these young kids. 
and I really think we need to start doing that. I, I hear you, Phil, Phil but like the when the Blackhawks brought through Kane and Taves, they went to the Western Conference Final year number two, won a Stanley Cup year number three. The salary cap means that you need to strike while the iron's hot and take advantage of players making nowhere near their true value. That's why... Matthews, Marner, Nylander on their entry-level deal, it allows the team more room to compete now because you're getting it, you're getting absolute value in those contracts. And that's what we see in the NHL. And, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, because they were able to build with Crosby and Malkin and those players through the draft, and they've done well in terms of balancing that salary cap, they're kind of the exception, not the rule. There is a little bit of a window for the Maple Leafs. It just depends how much they push it in the here and the now without sacrificing long-term stability. Let's go to Etobicoke. Robbie, you're on TSN 1050. What's going on, Rob? Not much, Gareth. Yourself? Doing well, pal. Where, where do you Good. stand on this? Well, I mean, I think I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of I'd love to have Tavares here, but the bittersweet part of that is, I mean, I understand the, the listeners talking about moving out of of Van Riemsdyk and a Bozek and a Komarov. Let's face facts. There's, there's, that's not going to get it done. That's not, uh, n- nor is it really, is it feasible in the sense of when you factor in keeping the core together, the young guys, you're looking at Marner and Nylander, which I think you're looking probably in maybe conservatively 16 million between the two of them. And that's probably not, not even going to get it done at this point. You got Matthews who, People say, you know, he should take less. Well, you know, when McDavid just got 12 and a half, well, I mean, what's he going to take? Is he going to take nine and a half? Is he going to take no 10 chance. and a half? <laughs> and that, that's where I'm coming from. So I, I love the idea. I just don't see it happening. And if it were to happen, you have to move one of the younger guys because that's exactly the, the salary that's got to be going out in order to make room for Tavares to come in. And, so, and, and that's why, and, and this isn't just one of those. Um, I, I don't know if it's the right way of putting it, one of those clickbait topics, but when Darren Dreger puts out today that Tavares and his camp aren't talking numbers with the Islanders yet, the initial instinct from Maple Leafs fans would, would be, well, it's great if John Tavares could come here to Toronto, but I want to kind of dispel, like, cut this nonsense out right now or embrace the topic. Because we went somewhere with Steven Stamkos where... It got way blown out of proportion. Like things that he would like on Twitter and Instagram, that was taken as news stories. And entering this, what should be a really exciting year for the Maple Leafs, I feel like we're going to be kind of going down that same road with John Tavares. So does it make sense or not? And that's what I'm trying to decipher here. I think you're right on the money, and that, and that I think a lot of people are thankful that the Stamkos thing didn't, in fact, pan out because they would have to face this whole dilemma a lot sooner than. Uh, and then they would have been forced, I think, would have been forced to move out the young talent, as opposed to now at least they have a choice if, if the Tavares thing were to even come to fruition. But I, I just think, unfortunately, the way things have gone, we keep talking about Kane and Taves and how they got paid, but they proved what they needed to prove. They, they, brought, they brought the cup to Chicago before they got paid, and now we're seeing the exactly. young guys coming in with, with their second or third year, and now we've got to lock them up in their second year before they actually hit their their uh, entry-level deal finishing, and, and it's just like we're paying them for the hope of. And, and I just don't know. The window seems to be that much smaller uh, in, in the event of winning. Now we've just made it a lot smaller, with, especially with the salary cap not moving up anywhere near as much as it needs to be. Right. Thanks for the phone call, Rob. Really appreciate it. Look, any chance you have a chance, like if the Maple Leafs have an indication that they can add Tavares, you need to explore that. 
you need to go there. Because he automatically... Him and Matthews as your one and two in whatever order? I mean, that's next level stuff. That's Stanley Cup contention stuff. And it might be the case where people might need to wrap their heads around the fact that some young talent that may be very good, very intriguing, may need to be sacrificed to make this team a contender. And it wouldn't just be for one year. It'd be two, three, four, whatever. As long as Tavares who will be 28 at that time, I believe, and Matthews are together with some good young players coming through around them, that is an intriguing proposition and possibility. Tyler and Scarborough, welcome to Toronto today. Ty, what's happening? Uh, Nothing much, man. How you doing? Doing well. Where do you want to go with this? Um, I I, I don't think we have enough to to sign Tavares, so I'm on the side of don't do it because you're going to give up way more to try to obviously sign Johnny, and then if you sign Johnny, we still haven't addressed our defense. Um, And I still think our young talent is highly competitive against the East already. So if we just address the back end, I mean, adding another piece, yes, having the one-two like Malkin and Crosby, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore in the NHL because – I mean, how much percentage did he take up of his entire cap of his team? Was it 18% at the time? I, I, right? I'm not sure what it was at the time, but 8.7 right now looks damn good. Oh, I know, but now it's totally different, and everyone yeah. else is getting stuck in, the, uh, stuck in these giant contracts. And, I mean, I think Nylander, you got to sign this guy as quick as you can right now uh, because uh, he has another year to produce where he can even get more money, right? So I, I don't think that's a various situation. is something that's... Uh, I don't think it's admirable, but the reason why I, I like Craig Button's um, article was maybe one year you could do it and then have Nylander on a bridge contract, but that's the only way you're going to do it. You're not going to be able to do it long-term because he's going to want 10 mil until he retires. And what player's not taking a long-term contract? It would be it would well, honestly be silly to... It's not betting against yourself or betting on yourself, I should say. It's the fact that injuries can happen. Like, crazy stuff can happen where the term of the contract is just as important as the dollar, you know, the dollar amount that's being assigned to it, right? It's guaranteed money. Well, yeah, and I love it how everyone else, like, put the shoe on the other foot. They're like, you know, maybe if he takes less money, (laughs) you know, and then I'm like, show me 10 mil. I'm gone. See no you later. Kidding. Like, I, if I can go band, uh, sunshade, sunbathe in the sun for a bit and get paid. And people don't realize this is too in Pittsburgh. When you ever buy clothes there, there's no taxes. Mm-hmm. So, right? Like, well, that was, yeah, that's I, a, well, that was the case in, that made, you know, Tampa such a, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a much better option in terms of what Stamkos is actually making tax free or not paying Toronto on, or Ontario or Canadian taxes. You know, it's right. It's part of the conversation. Comparing us to a Pittsburgh scenario, I mean, I, I don't think you'll ever see a team like that where you're, you're loaded on the back end because they're drafted there yeah. and they've had amazing talent on the front end. I think with us, is we're front-loaded right now. We still have some great defensemen back there. We need to address one more, and I think we'll be highly competitive in the East. I appreciate you taking my call. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Good stuff there. There's more than one way to win. Just because Pittsburgh's built that way doesn't mean that you have to be built that way. But you need to be strong down the middle. And I think that the guy that you circle, like we all know what Austin Matthews is, the guy that you circle is Nazem Kadri. And then you circle Tyler Bozak. You're two and you're three. Is Kadri good enough? Will he be good? Last year he was great. 
But when you have a chance to add a potential elite level, top 10, top 7 center to link up with Austin Matthews, and if he wants to come home, I mean, that is somewhere that it's worthwhile to go, it's worthwhile to explore. Will Nylander ever come good as a center? I mean, potentially down the road, he can play center. And that would make you feel a lot better about that position. But the one thing in this league, you need to be strong down the middle, you need to have some horses on the back end, and you need strong goaltending. The Maple Leafs right now have Matthews. Kadri would be kind of in the second tier. I still think you got some questions to be answered on the back end. You need to bolster that position. And I think finally you're solid at the goaltending position. But Tavares, if you did go down that road, no matter what you had to give up, with him and Matthews, you are a contender for the Stanley Cup, and that's what makes this topic intriguing. It's time to give away two tickets to Canada, Jamaica, an international soccer friendly this Saturday at BMO Field. Your admission, if you don't win the tickets, is $20, gets you into the CNE grounds as well, where you can get tickets from $20. Final weekend of the CNE, Canada, Jamaica soccer game, a rematch of the knockout round at the Gold Cup, where Canada played very, very well. And here is my skill-testing question for you. A Canadian player was named the best young player at this summer's Gold Cup. He's 17 years old. He plays for the Vancouver Whitecaps. And if he isn't a household name now, he will be in the not-so-distant future. Who is that player that will be suiting up for Canada this weekend? A 17-year-old soccer phenom. If you can name him and be the first caller through to 416-870-1050, that is 416-870-1050, or toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. Those two tickets to Canada, Jamaica, this Saturday are yours. Who is the 17-year-old Canadian soccer phenom who won the Young Player of the Tournament at the Gold Cup and will be playing this weekend for Canada. First caller through, 416-870-1050, where the correct answer will win those tickets. More of your thoughts, more of your calls, and WTF still to come. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Toronto, this is Toronto Today, the aptly named show. Wheels with you. Congrats to Richard Sacucci. Is that it? Richard Sacucci. Do you know where he's from, Joe? Any idea? He didn't, but from I parts might unknown. bet Woodbridge or Concord. Okay, we'll go with Concord. Are you from Concord? No, Joe from the bridge is That's from Concord. It. The only time I've ever heard of Concord, it seems like the place where... They just ship stuff, too, that you order online. And then if UPS or FedEx or whoever's delivering it to your house, if you're not there, they say, well, you got to come to Concord, Ontario to pick it up. I'm like, where the, where am I going? Like, what? There's only two things I know of that are in Concord that kind of everyone knows. It's Vaughn Mills and... Like the mall? Yeah. It's that's Concord? That's like, Concord, yeah. And so, and that UPS that was place. Yeah. It's not Vaughn. It is Vaughn. Vaughn is the general area. So, like, if you have, like, Woodbridge, Maple, like, Concord, Richmond Hill, counts as Vaughn. But then you have... Hold on, Concord. what? Yeah. I never knew this. It's, All... a, it's, it's like, 
York region, and then there's the city of Vaughan, and then there's the towns within the city of Vaughan. It's like a Mississauga Streetsville. Streetsville or Aaron Mills? Is, is that it? Technically. Okay. It's way too confusing for me. They should just all come under the title of Vaughn. Because Vaughn is the city north of the city of Toronto. No? Yes. This is way too confusing for me. I've we confused We should book myself. John Tory and talk about this. Well, he wouldn't know. Because he's he Toronto. should know. He's like the mega city. It's like saying, I guess if you say you're from Scarborough, technically you're from Toronto. But you're Scarborough. Same thing with Etobicoke. It all, so it's kind of like that scenario, right? I'll ask, uh, what's his name, Maurizio Bevilacqua. I'll see what he's doing. We'll get him in here. Who he can explain that Maurizio to us. Maurizio he, he used to be the mayor of uh, Vaughn, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. You know a lot about Vaughn. Well, Where I are, live, you from? are you from I grew Vaughan? up in Woodbridge, so. Okay. All right. Get that phone. Maybe it's someone calling in. Maybe that is the mayor of Vaughn. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Again, congratulations to Richard from Parts Unknown. That's what they did in WWF back in the day, right? So-and-so from Parts Unknown. Mysterious. Dangerous. Um, Good stuff on John Tavares. Working on our WTFs. That's still to come before the top of the clock. Oh, by the way, the answer to the poll question or the uh, trivia question for the Canadian soccer tickets was Alfonso Davies. 17 year old, was great at the Gold Cup, will be very exciting to watch this weekend and beyond. And he will be the poster boy of the 2026 World Cup. Or one of them when we stage that tournament here in, um, in, in this country. So, special stuff on the horizon. We'll be giving away tickets to Canada, Jamaica, not only on tomorrow's program, but Friday as well. What's Jeannie doing? Oh, Haffy. Tim Haffy, Sports Center Update booth, was encouraged by Jeannie Bouchard. What did Haffy say a few moments ago that she was showing some bite, some edge, some fight? Jeannie fell in the first set 7 6 to some tennis player named Rodina from Russia. And she's Jeannie's down 4-1 in the second set. 4-1 in the second set. You put Alex and Vaughn. Is someone on the line named Alex from Vaughn? No, are they gone? Is no, it... he, he missed our um, call-in for the ticket. Oh. So. Shout I asked him Alex. if he could explain to us Vaughn a little bit better, but he was like, no. Nah. He's like, no, only if you give me the tickets. It's all about him. Um, we weren't just chatting John Tavares. Our, our poll question today was, would you want the Maple Leafs to sign Tavares if he becomes a free agent? But, and this is the key, but it impacts the Leafs' young core. 69% saying no. They're loving the core. Loving the... Oh, they're loving the core. <laughs> Sorry, Scrizzy, don't roll your eyes at me. 31% say yes, love Tavares. Boys, wouldn't it be intriguing? Like, how do you say no if you have the opportunity... Like, if John Tavares goes to the market... And a lot needs to be decided. But if he goes to the market and publicly says, or even privately, I would love to play for my hometown Maple Leafs. I'd love to play on the same team as Austin Matthews. Don't you have to find a way to make it happen? Like, isn't he at the level of a player that you're like, yeah, we want you to, and we will give up X, Y, and Z in order to make that happen? Like he seems to fit the profile of a player that you do that for. And that's not every player in the league, but there has to be 10, 15, 20 players that kind of fit that category. 
So continue to weigh in at TSN1050Toronto on Twitter. The other kind of hockey topic today was Shane Doan retires after 21 years in the NHL. The Arizona Coyotes just released a statement on behalf of the Coyotes, blah, blah, blah. We want to thank Shane for everything, yada, yada, yada. Great ambassador to the sport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Shane will be a Coyote for life, blah, 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 blah. Thank you, Captain. I felt like Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld there in reading that statement. But everyone loves Shane Don't, even in this country. Like a guy who always stepped up, played for the Canadian team, he was kind of Captain Canada after Ryan Smith. Likeable guy, drafted by the Winnipeg Jets in 1995. Played for 21 freaking years. Kind of fell off the cliff last year, but we'll leave that alone. 20 years in the game of hockey at the professional level, that's impressive. But when it comes to Shane Doan and the way that I'll remember him as a hockey player, it's all kind of meh. I'm just kind of like, okay, he was fine. Good, not great. Yet, I mean, this guy's a two-time All-Star, scored at least 20 goals in 13 seasons, top 50 points 11 times. career high 78 points in 07-08. But if a guy like that, a guy like Shane Doan, played in a Boston, a Toronto, a Montreal, a New York, a Detroit, don't we think of him, or wouldn't we think of him completely different? I think we would. I think he'd go down as one of the great all-time leaders. Throw whatever cliche you want out there. People like him because he was loyal. But one of the reasons why I have a hard time being a big Shane Doan guy or looking back on his career and being like, yeah, that was special. He played in Arizona. I think he won one playoff series over the course of that 2021-year career. It's astounding that he elected to stay in the place where he was comfortable. We all preach loyalty, but sometimes can it not be misplaced? Wouldn't it be have been better years ago for Doan to say, enough, I'm done with this laughable organization where fans don't come out to support this team. We have an arena. We don't have an arena. We're going to relocate. We're not going to relocate. The Arizona Coyotes over the years have more been have been more about off ice dysfunction than any semblance of a competitive team on the ice, and for me that should be a cautionary tale, not only to Ekman Larson, really good young player with the Coyotes who's entirely underappreciated because he plays in Arizona, but anyone that plays in those non traditional hockey markets that continue to fail. Yes, I can live. A comfortable lifestyle, I can make more money, I won't have pressure, I won't be covered by the media. All those things that, for whatever reason, have come to matter, at least in terms of our perspective. Doesn't your legacy matter the most? And not just what those around you think, but in terms of being a legendary figure in a hockey world forevermore. I would rather make a little bit less... I would rather face a little bit more media, having a little bit more of a difficult go of it, and actually play in a market that matters. This is about your own personal achievement and your own personal standing. Don't go walk the streets in Arizona. Very few of anyone will know who, they, who he is. I'd rather be 
a smaller fish in a bigger pond than the big fish in the small pond. And that's what Shane Doan's career is going to be remembered for. A guy who was loyal, who was a good captain in a market that was completely irrelevant. Or was only relevant in all the wrong ways. And it kind of works the opposite way here in Toronto. There are players who have just been okay. Good players who, for whatever reasons, have been bigged up and built up into being something that they're not. They have a much grander standing, much more fond memories in the eyes of people that care than better players who play in places that don't matter. If I'm an NHL player, if I'm a player in any sport, I want to play in the big market. I want the bright lights on me. I want to be able to do something special in markets that matter. Not ones in the NHL that don't. And unfortunately, that's how I'm going to remember Shane Doan. It may not be fair, but that's the way that it is. And I think that's the way that many of you will feel about Shane Doan as well. Let me know your thoughts on that. Do you get, and, and someone just texted in, if Doan bailed on Phoenix early, does Austin Matthews exist in hockey? Maybe not. But maybe there's another player that he worshipped that plays for the Coyotes. But Austin Matthews is the exception and not the rule. He may have been Austin Matthews' favorite player, but there isn't a pipeline, a steady stream of Austin Matthews coming through. Exception, not the rule. And I guess we could all thank Shane Doan for that. That he helped contribute to the fandom loving hockey for Austin Matthews. Right, Doan took his Coyotes to the Western Conference Final. That's, he, he won two playoff series over the course of his NHL career. I said one, it was two in that year where they lost to the Kings. But that's it. Every other year in the playoffs, one and done. And there were some real dry patches as well. You can't make the argument to me that the Coyotes were a pillar of strength, a credible team in the NHL over Shane Doan's tenure with the Coyotes. It's WTF coming up next. Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Here's an early WTF. Jeannie Bouchard out at the U.S. Open. 7-6-6-1. 46 unforced errors. Oh, my God. At least we have Shapovalov. He'll play whoever he's playing. No idea who. He's playing later on today. Joe Willie? He's playing Joe Willie Sanga tonight? Or later today? Do you know what time that is, Chrissy? Tonight, nice. That make, will make for some decent viewing tonight. But Jeannie Bouchard, that's a WTF. 46 unforced errors. Ugh. With some Russian ma- named Rodina. So there you go. We might as well get into the rest. It's time for this. What the? F- they defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 19-1. to Oh, that's nasty. You come to the rink to see something maybe you've never seen before. And that might be one of those moments. It's only two dudes better than me. And I'm both of them. Stay off the weed. W-T-F. Shout out to whoever texted in. Is, is there a name here? We were talking about like how Concord is kind of part of Vaughn. 
From Mississauga, you put Port Credit, Cooksville, Meadowvale, Streetsville. I'm going to keep Aaron Mills in that equation as well. Why you need these hamlets to be named separate for these different smaller cities, I do not know. That is a WTF. Um, One personal one right now. There has been a fruit fly flying around me like literally the literally the entire show. I saw you smacking it Hoagie, while you were doing an interview. Yeah, Hoagie, when you come in here, there's this fruit fly. I don't see any fruit. I don't see any food. So I don't know where it's coming from or what's going on. Look out later on, buddy. So a WTF to the fruit fly. Uh, Manchester United, talk about a club that bends over backwards for their players. They've resurfaced the private road into their training ground to avoid their star players damaging their luxury cars. Players were complaining about potholes on this road, so they resurfaced it just for the players. That's a nice gesture, isn't it? Not bad. Um, What's going on right now in the Valencian town in Spain, Bunal? The festival called La Tomatina has started, where people show up and throw over 100 tons of tomatoes at one another. 100 tons? Is that fun? Like, I don't generally like being dirty. Having tomatoes thrown at me and me throwing them at other people? I don't know. Is that a good time? It's a little bit of a WTF. Um, Conor McGregor. Okay, obviously, a lot of people watch the fight on Saturday night. He's becoming a little bit of a sideshow. Speaking at his post-fight press conference, the fighter shoehorned in a big plug for his newest product. It is Notorious Whiskey. And he said, quote, boy, that whiskey tastes good. Oh, bleep. Keep an eye out for it. Notorious notorious whiskey? No, thank you. I think it will end up with people flailing like it was flailing at McGregor trying to box if you want to call that boxing for 10 rounds. You can go 10 rounds, but you'll look like an idiot doing it. Notorious whiskey. Conor McGregor, oh, oh, yeah. So Michael Phelps, who is the king of the gimmick, Knocked on the door of the guy who gimmicked it up on Saturday night and jokingly challenged Conor McGregor to a swimming race. Would you like to see Conor McGregor jump in the water and race Michael Phelps? He put that out on social media. And you know that he's joking, but you know that he's putting that out, sniffing around to see what sort of sponsorship he could get if Conor McGregor agreed to race him in the water. It would be better than him versus Shark, though, right? Let's see if Conor McGregor can swim because he certainly can't box. I'm sorry. <laughs> Enough jokes on that. So so the ACC is obviously being renamed the Scotiabank Arena. Well, the Johnstown Tomahawks play in the Junior League of the North American Hockey League, and it's the arena that became famous for or in the hockey comedy Slapshot. And a regional bank has ponied up $720,000 for naming rights of that arena. So the deal means the building will now be called the First Summit Arena at Cambria County War Memorial. So that rink where a junior hockey team plays but became famous in Slapshot, a bank is ponied up $720,000 for it. Banks have way too much money. I think that's the bottom line here. And those are today's WTFs. Wow, that's messed up. I was going to include my sister and her husband in it. They're, like, staying with me. I came home from my vacation. was away four days, 
and we had these huge flower beds and baskets out back. All the flowers dead. They didn't water them. They're staying at my house. I'm giving them the comfort of having a roof over their head as their place gets renovated, and they let my flowers die. It's also a WTF. Wow, that's messed up. Learned a lot today. Uh, appreciate all the phone calls. More Canada soccer tickets to give away tomorrow. Mike Hogan jumping into studio next. Dave Naylor will join him. They'll talk about Johnny Menzel trying out, working out for the Hamilton Ticats. What went wrong? And could Menzel's future really be in the CFL? Hoagie, Naylor, on that next. Thanks to Narsa. Thanks to Scrizzy. I'm Wheels. This has been Toronto Today.